0: You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: I was disappointed that, um, you know, just from, uh, you know, allowing him to get out of the pocket when he did, you know, we, we were surrounding him. He was, and then he just finds a way to slip out a couple of times in that first half to create off-schedule opportunities for himself and for his team. Good job by him to stay alive, but those are the ones we got to finish when his head goes down and uh, just find a way to get off a block and make a play, but... Um, because it, it could have been a very disruptive day from the defense if we could have just finished off those couple of third downs that we uh, that we didn't finish.
0: You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
2: Robert Sala talking about his pass rush or lack of same, And he's right. They got around there. They got around. They just couldn't bring him down. He would take a step left, take a step right, move around a little bit. That was it. You couldn't hear him. You couldn't catch him. You could not catch him. So they got some more work to do, that's for sure. Artie's in Brooklyn. What's up, Artie? Hey Larry, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, partner. What's happening? Thanks
3: for taking the call. You got it. You know, like um just like in the opening drive, like I look, I'm very happy with our skill position guys, okay? Mm-hmm. But um but though you could just tell the size of their receivers, you know, like and then Like, every third down, it looked like whatever play they were running, he was able to either escape and then find timing to get open and stuff. They just knew how to get open. And, look, Mm -hmm. they made the Super Bowl last year. So, you you know you're playing a good team, that you had to play at your best. And Salah was right. You know, like, they were so close to getting Burr, but I guess that's what makes them so special. It just shows that you don't have to be fast. He's just quick. And then he knew where to go with the ball. But a couple of things that bothered me. You, I just want to take your take, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, we have one big guy at, at the receiver. Wilson is great, okay? But he's not, he's not a, a considered like a possession type of receiver type. Wilson is our best. And I just think that when Wilson was out, it looked like, who does he have to throw to? He's throwing fades. I don't know who's it. He's throwing fades to Moore. Does that make any
2: sense to you? Um, no, but I don't know what he thought he saw. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't know what, I don't know what the coverage was. It doesn't, but there's got to be something that he sees to say, okay, I got, I'm, I'm throwing this way because the defenders over here or something like that. Right. It seemed like to, if you ask me as a,
3: as a fan, who's a better receiver coming out of the backfield, Carter or Hall? I would say Carter, Mm -hmm. but he's throwing the ball to Hall like yeah. he was looking at all all the time he dropped that one pass that that would would it might have changed the, i don't know it right. might have changed something you could have could have put points on the board you mm-hmm. know things little things like that okay and then the other thing the Bengals lost games because they gave up sacks yep. right they yep. had a, their offensive line wasn't that good and our defensive line is supposed to be one of our strengths and yet we didn't get to them we didn't get sacks on third down we didn't blitz and yep. here's the other and the last thing, Joyner, and we, we signed a kid, um, middle, what's his name from Tampa? What? Okay, number
2: three. Oh yeah, I know you're talking about. He's Go ahead. trying to
3: knock out a yeah, guy that's a uh-huh. hundred pounds more than him instead yeah. of wrapping his arms. And this is a yeah. free agent that we bring that's supposed to show, um, that's supposed to show leadership and stuff like that. And Ashton, I'm not, I'm not saying Ashton Davis is changing anything, but if you ask me, if I wanted a free safety. And I have a choice between Joiner, number three, I, I forget his name, and Davis, a free safety. I'm taking Davis because Davis to me is like a ball hawk guy. I think he's playing, Sally, is playing two strong safeties at the safety position, and Burrow's sitting there throwing long. I, I don't know. I, I never played tackle football, but that's just my judgment on it. Mm-hmm. They, they're just not doing plays to the right people. And then... You're getting a, a, a penalty, a pushing penalty again, which yeah. shows that they are not disciplined. And mm-hmm. Sally's going to play it off. He's a player's coach. But sooner or later, it's going to cost you. you got to get on these guys. You can't be getting freaking, you know, after-the-fact penalties, you know, like that. All right,
2: It's a little late. You're right, Artie. No and, problem, man. Transition ben,
3: ben. To Wilson's got to be the quarterback against Pittsburgh.
2: All no right. No question. Take
3: care. Bye.
2: All right. Take care. If, if he's healthy. If he's 100% healthy, yes. He's got to be the starting quarterback next week. Because you need to see what's going on. You need to see what he can do. You need you have answers. You have questions. You need answers to. Uh, gosh, Audie, you brought up a lot of stuff. This was probably, for me, the first game this season where you saw them the jet defense more than more than a couple of occasions, go for the big hit instead of wrapping and taking the guy down. Okay. And Buttle talks about that all the time, all the time. When he and I did the post game and and stuff, he talked about it. When he and Don did it, they talked about it. And I'm sure he talked about it today with Grasa. You got to wrap up. The big hit is overrated if the if if you don't bring the guy down you got to bring him down you got to bring him down and so he was trying to take the big hit and knock him out and he didn't get him and it's the same thing with the defense they got around burrow but see that's what happens when you have a relationship and chemistry between the quarterback and receiver that they know they've worked hours and hours in practice together and they know from playing on the same team and and working and having conversations and watching video together about, okay, if this happens, this is where I'm going to be. So that's why it looked like he always knew where his guys were and they always had, because they know where to go. Aside from the fact that, listen, it's hard for you to defend receivers for a long period of time. It's hard stop and start all the moves and stuff. I'm not, I'm not trying to give them excuses. The secondary, I'm just telling you it's hard. That's why you need your front to pressure the quarterback and knock him on his butt. And the fact that they couldn't do it with Burrow was a disappointment. Now, once again, come on, Jets fans, let's be fair. You you knew it was going to be very tough for you to come in and and try to beat this Cincinnati team. A, they were 0-2 and were angry that they were 0-2. And B, you beat them last year. So they had that in the back of their head as well. All right? So this was going to be a tough one to get anyway. But yeah, I understand there were situations you had here. the defense didn't play as well as they should have. The offense looked sluggish. It was one of those games. It just was one of those games that you really wanted to try to to do better and get a shot. And so it's not that you lost in this one it's how you lost. And once again the 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 bad penalties where it makes you wonder, Okay, why are you making these dumb penalties? Why are you committing these penalties? You got to be smarter than that. And I get it. And and see, this one, the hitting of the quarterback, it's not like he was rushing and he couldn't stop. The ball was gone. You got to be able to turn up field and do something else. I know it's hard. I get it. I know. But you can't keep doing it. Because they marched right down the field after that pill. You had them off the field. And that's just one we're talking about. Blown coverages. Bad communication. But it's only week three. So we'll see what happens in week four. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
2: Only two of the 4 o'clock games still in action. A little over a minute left. Rams with a 20-9 lead over the Cardinals. Also, Green Bay with a 14-6 lead over Tampa. Time winding down in the fourth quarter. Finals of the 4 o'clock games. (laughs) Jacksonville 38, Chargers 10. And Atlanta with a 27-23 lead over Seattle. Mets roll over the A's 13-4, but Atlanta holding on to an 8-6 lead. With two out, as Philly bats in the bottom of the eleventh, Aaron Judge doubled his first time up against the Sox. Back to the phones, Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha. Hey y'all, how you doing, bro? I'm doing great, man. What's happening? Hey,
4: listen, ain't nothing. You know, I'm not even overly petty feelings about this game because, like you said, honestly, I didn't have any um, inkling that they were going to win this game in the first place. I'm gonna tell you a couple of things though that um you know that caller that called you before already. You know, I, I know we don't want to say anything bad about our coworkers and things like that, but I you know, I agree with him a thousand percent, man. You know, like, you know, the fifth quarter show, it's a big tough, man. I mean, you know, everything – I mean, I wondering if they're going to bring Eli from Brooklyn on there to help, you know, co-host with that stuff. But, I mean, listen, unbelievable. But, um, you know, look, listen, there's a couple of things with the Jets that are – um, like, they're very evident. I mean, it's not really a secret why the Jets are where they are, you know. um. First of all, we discussed it a long time ago, man. I, forget about the way the team was built. I just don't like the the ideology that they used in terms of, like, trying to build this thing. You get everybody young, everybody inexperienced, and you're like, okay, wait a minute, we're having problems. I mean, it's ridiculous. I like either way that the Detroit is doing it, you know, and I made fun of Dan Cannibal and all that. You know, I don't even know if he's a good coach or not. But I like the way they did it. You know, they, if they're going to bring in young guys, to skill positions, and all that, they're going to surround them with veteran uh, you know, with a veteran player behind center, even if he's not going to be the guy who's going to keep there for a long time. Or you could do it the way Jacksonville did it. Now, we're going to have a young guy, we're going to bring an established coach, but then we're going to bring in. Free- design, and you spoke about this before the season started, the Jets were going to be a running team that played good defense. Now, they've deviated from that plan on offense with calling 1,001 pass plays, so that reflects on the offensive coordinator, but it also reflects on the head coach, because you're the leader of the team. Defensively, in terms of the coaching, I- I've never been a big Brooks fan. I don't know how anybody could be, but you know the defense is so vanilla. It's so, like, plain. This is what we do. There's no SIM pressure. It's like if I'm blitzing, I'm showing you I'm blitzing. I mean, we got so spoiled with Rex Ryan and that Amoeba defense and people moving all over the place. I mean, this defense is just – it's really nothing to write home to the folks about. But now – and like I said, you know I love Caesar Salah. I want him to to, to succeed. I do. And I feel bad that I'm coming on him, banging on him every week. I really do. But I have to, I have to admit this. If you're having all these different things that are going on that you can see, I can see. Obviously, you know, a person who's working on the team can see these things. Just like with the Wilson not being able to start last year, not being ready to start. Your job as the head coach is not to be telling the fans or the media, or whoever you were talking to, that look, this is not what we do. This is, you know, we're not the same. It's to prove it on the field, adjustments, show true leadership. I don't need you arguing with the referees on every play and every call. So just to sum it up, you know, to be realistic, this game next week is a much more winnable game. And the reason why this game next week is a much more winnable game is for one thing specifically related to the defense. Where the defense is, they have added some talent. They're not – where they need to be talent-wise, and they're definitely not where they need to be scheme-wise. So that means any quarterback who's mid-level to above mid-level quarterback, this defense is not going to be able to hold them down. Mm -hmm. And then you have an offensive line they can't block. So you have to look at the games. Geno Smith, maybe you could get a win there. Next week, maybe you can get a win there. I don't care how bad the Broncos are playing. You're not beating them and any of these other teams that have a quarterback that has seen good defense because we don't have that. And I'm not going to get overly upset about it.
2: we'll see Buddha. thanks for the phone call a Lot you put a lot out there uh, I'll just say this before we go to break and bring in Dennis Wazak I know that the first the, this year and last year you had injuries with your quarterback you still need to see what he does if he can play well and stay healthy for the rest of this season that will give you an indication of what you have you still have to you still have to make that decision Okay, you still need to see. Maybe it was a reach pick. It might be. Last year, it looked like it was. We have to see what he does. We have to see what he's learned. We have to see how he runs this offense. We have to see how he's worked. We got to see wh- what chemistry he's got with these receivers. Can he put a ball in the play where he's not sending receivers to the injury table, to the tent? Can he get the running game going? What can he do? Can he have a better handle of how this offense should run. Can he execute better than what Joe Flacco has done? That's what you have to see, Because ultimately, Flacco was a placeholder. Okay? That's his role. He is a placeholder. When Zach Wilson comes back, we'll find out just what this quarterback can do. And hopefully, he can stay healthy, because that's going to be a big part of this decision-making process. We'll continue the conversation with Dennis Wozniak of the AP next on 9870SPN. You're
0: listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
2: It's The Drive on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty till 9 o'clock. And Ty Butler will take over here on 98.7. Right now, let's talk about today's jet loss with my good friend, Dennis Wazak, who does a tremendous job covering the Jets for the Associated Press. Dennis, how are you?
0: I'm doing okay, Larry, but you know what? It's it's a bad sign when the highlight for Jets fans at a game is when Nick Mangold is cracking open a beer during a halftime ceremony for his Ring of Honor induction. That's that's how you know, okay, today, if that was the highlight, today was a bad day.
2: <laughs> that's a great transition, Dennis, to talk about the offensive line issues that the Jets have again. And uh, <laughs> you're very good at this radio thing. And it's, it's, it's interesting because... I mean, we're getting a lot of calls, who, and it's obviously, it's the obvious second guess, but Dennis, you know, you you got to look here and say the Jets could have done a better job. Did they really think that Makai Beckton was going to be healthy for the whole season? As they as you look back, is that yeah. going to turn out to be one of the big issues here uh, with the lack of consistency of this offensive line because of lack of depth again?
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, th- there are a few things at play there, Larry, and you mentioned Beckton. I mean, he was such a big, literally, question mark going into this season. Um, but I think they believe that, okay, if they move him over to right tackle, uh, they still have George Fant coming off a solid year at left tackle. Well, Beckton gets hurt. They have to move. We know what happened. They had to move Fant over to right tackle. They signed Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown gets hurt. They got to move Fant over to the left side again, and he struggled. You know, And, and the rest of this line – I mean, the big focus during training camp, even through the preseason games leading up to the regular season, was: are these five guys up front going to be able to kind of come together and gel in time for the games? Because they didn't get a lot of time together, those five up front, because of injuries and because of Dwayne Brown getting in late, and then the shuffling. and And George Fan had a good point when he said, you know, he was frustrated because, you know, really he was bouncing around the line and he had one week to get back. And that sounds, if you're playing the right side, you go to the left side, there, there is something to that. And trying to prepare yourself mentally and physically for that. So I think all of those factors combined and not having good enough depth, maybe, you know, in, in at all along the line where they don't have a lot of options. I mean, George Fant leaves and they have to put Connor McDermott at left tackle. And, if he can't play next week, I mean, if you're looking at Connor McDermott possibly blocking on the left side with Zach Wilson coming in, coming back, I mean, that, that's that could be bad news right there.
2: Yeah, that was my next question, Dennis. How concerning is that, that, you know, you've got your number one quarterback potentially coming back from a leg injury, and now you've got issues on the offensive line, can you can you just give in and say, you know what, we got to put an extra tight end on that side to help block or, or Dennis, are you going to have to go with six old linemen?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good question, Larry, because we've seen that happen over the years where, you know, they had uh, back in the day um, when Wayne Hunter was that, that extra guy, you know, they were bringing him out, rolling him out and trying to, to add some beef up front. I, I mean, that, that might be something they need to do. And it, the one thing they do have is tight ends. They, you know, they have Uzama and Conklin as pass catchers. Maybe the rookie Jeremy Ruckert, who is a really good blocker. Maybe you know they put him in there as a guy who could block. But either way, uh, that's got to be a factor in this whole decision because you you don't want to put Zach Wilson back out there coming off of a knee injury um, and, and and needing him to be successful. And putting him in, you know, it, behind a line that could struggle and and really, you know, really cause him some issues because that's what we saw last year. There were some issues with the line. Now it's happening, happening again, and when it's happening to Joe Flacco, it's like, okay, well, you know, you're not expecting much, but you can't get this kid hurt again. But at the same time, when he's ready, you need him to get out there because that's what the rest of this season is going to be all about, is he the guy, and you need him to play. If he's ready, despite the situation, you got to let him roll.
2: This was X, my guest. He covers the uh, Jets for the Associated Press during the football season, does a number of other things than non-football season. Uh, check out his baseball draft, too. He is Third role, It's the drive on 987 ESPN. Dennis, let's stay with the quarterback. Let's talk about Joe Flacco today. I mean, we heard sounds songs of Mike White echoing through MetLife Stadium because they thought he could uh, you know have a replay of last season. Um Dennis, Joe Flacco looked really slow today. He looked like there was no yeah. there was no energy to him at all. I know he got beat down a little bit. And just for me, and I said this after week one, Dennis. Is there anything that they could have done, maybe quicken the tempo, quicken the pace, do something to keep that Cincinnati rush off, off balance? Because they just kept doing the same thing and trying to wait for receivers to get down the field. The, the offensive line wasn't letting you do that. They really put him in a tough situation.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And I think we saw the best of Joe Flacco and what he can do in those last two minutes last week in Cleveland. We saw what he could do. You know, it just kind of making some things happen, just kind of, like you said, the up-tempo, just getting the ball down the field. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, again, this is another uh, area where there are a few factors involved. And one is there's a 37-year-old quarterback who is not particularly mobile, and he's playing behind a line that's not keeping defensive players off of him. So he's got a rush, and guys aren't getting open, there's just a, a lot going on there um, and it, that's where you hope a guy like Zach Wilson can come in where they talk about him being able to make plays off schedule and being able to, to make things happen. And, uh, but with Joe Flacco, it, it just, you know, it, it, things were slow. Like you said, it just didn't move and there there was, so I can understand whether the fans wanted to see spark bring in Mike White, but, I mean it wasn't all on Flacco I know it's easy to say it was on Flacco because he just didn't look great but I mean he didn't have much to work with. I mean it just it wasn't happening. And then but then you saw late in the game he's moving the ball down the field, moving the ball down the field, Bryce Brees Hall, he get a couple of passes and then Corey Davis has that penalty. He moves them out of you know from the 14 to the 29 yard line. Just mistakes, you know, all around and It really kind of, after all the good vibes from last week, it just came back to just a screeching halt, and it felt just like it's felt for the last few years around here.
2: Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the defense, uh, Dennis, and let's start. Did did Coach Sala have further update on what happened with the Quincy Williams is, is – and what's going to be the move if he can't play? That looked like a – when they cart you off, my friend, in the wagon and they've got an air cast, that's not good.
0: Yeah, I, I think – it Salah said that there wasn't an update. He said they'll have more tomorrow. But, I, again, like you said, that's – that's it wasn't good. He had a towel over his head. Like, clearly he was in a lot of pain, and he knows that, you know, he's, he's in bad shape, that that is probably – from all indications, we don't know yet, but that that's one of those long-term injuries that could, you know, keep him out for a few weeks. We'll see what happens with that. But um, the thing with Quincy Williams was he's, he's an energy guy. So Mm -hmm. there, there were, you know, plays that he would make, you could put him out there and and he um, he's got speed. He's got physicality. Now you're probably looking for more from Quan Alexander but they put Marcel Harris, who, you know, like there are guys there. And, and I think we talked about this um, going into the season, Larry, about like some of the, the weaknesses maybe of the team and the depth at linebacker. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really going to play out here because they don't have a lot there because they have guys who, like Jamie and Sherwood, um, guys who were converted uh, safeties uh, from college that they brought in here guys that are still kind of learning the position and they're going to be put in this, you know, in in some role here to do that again. I, you know, I don't know if, if, um, last year really, you know, that they learned anything from last year when they had to cycle through all those linebackers and where they even brought in Quincy Williams in the first place, because of that, they didn't add to that depth. And and this is going to come back, uh, to hurt him really. if, If they don't have him, a Quincy Williams out there, um, there's so many problems right now on the defense and that's that just kind of adds to it. I mean, D.J. Reed after the game said we need to have a players and coaches meeting and get this solved. This is week three and they're uh-huh. already talking about having a meeting with the players and coaches because they need to fix things. That tells you his defense is in bad shape already just three weeks in.
2: And what's even tougher about that is that's the identity of your head coach. And so the question yeah. becomes, and, and Dennis, we, we've we served through a number of coaches on that squad and uh, for that jet team. And there's always, you know, Rex was Rex's school was, OK, I leave. I let the guys do what they do because I don't want anybody looking over my shoulder. You know, I'm, I'm the coordinator. Let me do what I do. Uh, but once again, he was the one that handled the defense. <laughs> <laughs> so when nobody yeah, looking over right. his shoulder. He was handling the defense, <laughs> and I think Robert Sala is in that position right now, uh, Dennis. This was supposed to be a defense running kind of identity team, and Zach Wilson would pick his spots to make some plays down the field and so on and so forth, off schedule, on schedule, whatever. Right now, the defense has not been good. Uh, not a pass rush. Uh, they got they get around the quarterback. I mean, Burrow's been sacked like two million times in his career. And they bring him down like once, maybe twice. The defense is not getting it done, and that puts a lot of pressure on Salah.
0: Yes, yes, hundred percent. And um, the interesting thing that happened during the game, um, you saw on the sideline, Quinn and Williams and defensive uh, line coach Aaron Whitecott, and they got into it. They were they were yelling at each other, and what happened there. Was after uh, Tyler Boyd's long touchdown, the 56-yard catch, uh, Quinn and Williams said, "Hey, let us go. Let the defensive line put the put the pressure on. Let us have a four-man rush in- instead of a seven, where it burned them on that play." And they went back and forth. And Robert Sala said after the game, he was right. He was right to challenge the coaches about that. And after that play, Jeff Olbrook didn't call another seven-man rush after that. So I think Quinton Williams knows, like, hey, you know, we know what we are up front. Like, you guys got to get it together in the back, you know. And, and I think by Robert Sala saying, like, he likes the fire from Quinn and Williams and he wasn't wrong in challenging the coaches, that might show you that there's a little bit of, you know, something there where – maybe Salah has to talk to Ulbricht about mm-hmm. how the defense is running. Like this is not, like you said, this is not the defense that Robert Salah envisioned to have here because that, like you said, also, it was supposed to be the strength. And the strength of this team still is those that front, you know, four. And while they're not getting those sacks, they are putting the pressure on, but they're not doing it in the way that, you expect them to do it. So now they got to tweak some things. And I think there's a little opening there for Robert Sala, maybe to get even more involved in the defensive uh, scheming here now uh, to to try to put more pressure on offenses, because Larry, man, what we're seeing right now is not working because these three teams have gone against the jets and been able to move the ball consistently.
2: And, Schedule gets tougher after Pittsburgh, my friend. <laughs> you got undefeated Miami <laughs> team, Denver, Green Bay. It, it, it doesn't get easier. So they need they need to get stuff together right now, and they need they need to really, if not win against Pittsburgh, they gotta have a better showing than they've had.
0: Yeah, I, it's you hate to say a Week Four game is a must-win, but it kind of feels that way, right? If, if you go into Pittsburgh that's never easy going to Pittsburgh with the, with the crew that they have there at the stadium, the fans and um, you know, the, the atmosphere there, but you're going up against Mitch Trubisky. Like you should be able to take care of business. If you're a defense that thinks you're as good at, you know, as you say you are. And I think they haven't proven that yet. Next week is, is the time to prove that. And if Zach Wilson starts, which it still looks like that's going to be the case. I mean, it's, the defense needs to get it, get the job done on its end, so that it, it can, you know, help the offense. Zach Wilson, which, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, that that's that schedule. After Pittsburgh, like you said, it gets tough, and um, you go you have to go on the road. If you can get to be two and two after four weeks, I think most Jets fans looking at the schedule when it came out would have signed up for that. So now you're at five hundred. And now who knows what's gonna you know, I mean the Colts beat the Chiefs today and the mm-hmm. Dolphins well you know, I just all these things that have happened, and you're like, Oh, okay, well maybe the Jets could pull some out, but that's the optimistic point right now. And you could have said that last week after the Cleveland game. Now there's doom and gloom back in the back in this stadium.
2: No question about it. Dennis, as always, my friend. Great job. We'll talk soon and go Mets. <laughs>
0: there you go, Larry. Take care. Anytime, man.
2: All right, take care. Dennis Wozniak from the AP. 1-800-919-3776 will get your calls. Also, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at ESPN at ESPNNY 98-7-FM. Hey, football fans, it's not too late to sign up for Cover 5. That's a free-to-play pick'em game for season-long fun. And make sure you compete against your friends, your rivals, and your favorite 98.7 ESPN hosts. Pick five games each week, and the best score against the spread throughout the regular season will win $1,000. Weekly prizes of $100 will also be awarded. Join the 98.7 ESPN League with code NY22 on the Cover 5 app and Cover5.com. Visit ESPNNewYork.com for full contest rules. Your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
2: It's The Drive on 987 ESPN, one 800 919 This was with some interesting information about questions on that sideline with players. And look, that happens all the time, so I don't want you to get to the calls in a second. I don't want you to say, oh, here we go, dissension on the team. No, that happens all the time. But the fact that he agreed with the player, that's a little unusual. Normally you'll hear, well, in-house you know, and, and blah, blah, blah. They have to get that defense fixed. There's no question about it. They do. Chris is in Manhattan. What's up, Chris?
1: Hey, good evening, Larry. Can you hear me?
2: I hear you fine. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm great. I'm
1: great. A matter of fact, uh, you know, thank you for playing. Uh, Ring my bell because somebody got their bell wrong uh, today. <laughs> Ring my they bell. Did. <laughs> they did. Larry, Larry, Larry. Hold on. You know the Jets can't get to the quarterback, right? Mm hmm. But let me ask you a question. Um, you because, know, you know, moving on into the you know, into the week. Um, what's um, Zach uh Zach Wilson's prognosis?
2: Uh he they're gonna see how he feels during the week. He is on schedule to probably give it a go uh this week. He's been ramped up, so we'll see if he uh if, it, if there's any setbacks, he'll work this week. They'll probably make a decision on um Wednesday. They'll have an, a pretty good idea.
1: Oh, that's good because you know what, Larry? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Jets can't get to the quarterback. Um, um So when he comes into play, uh, fifty two passing, fifty two passing attempts, right?
2: Um, no, he'll, Is that, he'll run some. <laughs> well, who 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 will do what? Uh, Chris who, Zach Wilson will be running.
1: wait a minute they'll be running larry
2: unless they put a tight end on that side
1: a tight end how about two tight ends i don't care if you go 13 personnel all day if you put if you put zach wilson out there regardless of who the tackles are right now Mm -hmm. because you know what for my money I want Zach Wilson to be almost less of a statue. Well, more of a statue than Joe Flacco.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, they're going to say, well, why is that, Chris? Uh, how did he get hurt the last time? Avoiding
2: a Russian running. Yeah, when nobody oh. was near him, that's the scary thing. <laughs> oh, wait, oh,
1: wait, oh, wait, Larry, I forgot. The Jets can't get to the quarterback. Um. See, I like Brees Hall.
2: hmm he's,
1: he's. But I mean, it, go ahead. I'm sorry, like. Yeah, go ahead,
2: he, so. he's. Good. They need to run the ball more, though, Chris. Everybody knows okay. it. Everybody can see that because they're, they're they're so out of balance, and I just think that they they almost look like they kind of panic because they're so far down they want to throw, and for me it's just. Why are you waiting? You don't have time. Why are you waiting for these long routes to come about? You don't have time for long routes. Throw it to the back, coming out of the backfield. Do something quick. You know, because that's, that's all you got time for right now.
1: Remind, you know, you're you're correct, Larry. Reminder. The Jets can't get to the quarterback. No, they can't. So they why, can't do that either. So, no. So <laughs> why do I keep saying this? Because does it all even matter if the Jets can't get to the quarterback now there were some people who told us about the you know the Bengals offensive line being in flux okay that's all cute and all uh we can talk about all the all the the, you know financial and draft uh you know capital that you put into these particularly these defensive edges in the short term and long term going forward from now on I'm starting to look at some people's contracts. If
2: you don't have the production. I think Chris is uh, ready to let some people go. (laughs) Thanks for the phone call, my friend. No, 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 no. I got to bounce. I'm up against the clock. Up against the clock, Chris. I got to bounce. They need to make some adjustments. Either either people are going to have to sit, better people are going to have to play. You can't continue to do this the way it's going right now. Offensive line, defensive line, uh, both sides of the football got to get better. They do. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN. It's the drive.